First of all, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional landowners of where I'm speaking to you from today, the Wurundjeri people of the Boorong Nation. I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and to the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be watching. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. And we talk to you about the Aussie Soap Neighbours in... Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios mobile unit from a very special location because this is episode 200 of the podcast. I'm Vaya Pashos. I have, also known as Remude on Twitter, it's Kate. Hello. Hi, everybody. And CJ the Hot Mess Mom, Catherine Jones. Hello. Hello. What a journey. 200 episodes. And it's taken us all the way to an outer suburban location today, gals. It has, and I see something familiar. It's a tram. The 85. 86. It's the 86. Apparently it goes to Bendigo. I wasn't much sure of There's a sign on the front of it that says Bendigo. Which is strange because, well, you know the deal with Bendigo trams. No. What? You've never been on the talking tram in Bendigo? Can't say I have. No, I haven't had the pleasure. It is literally called the Talking Tram and there's like it's a little tourist tram around Bendigo that you can listen to them spout Bendigo facts and you right. go from Central Deborah Mine up to the other end of Bendigo. Down the mines. Good. Now, we are at Diamond Creek Rotary Tram Cafe today, probably about 25 minutes from the usual PirateNet studios, probably about an hour from Erinsborough. You know where we are, though. We're in um, Councillor Clive Gibbon, Gibbon's country. We are too. Gibbon's country. <laughs> CJ just cosplayed as Clive. I did. We have reenacted for this episode the opening credit shot of Clive, Jane and Nicolette. And what did we do that every neighbour's character does when they need to do something with technology? We asked a young person to do it for us. We found a local tween, Chloe. Yes, I was, when I first looked at her, I thought she was a teenager, but when I spoke to her, I realised she was probably about 10. But she had no hesitations to take that photo. And I think she thought it was weird. And then Kate said, we do a podcast. And she went, oh, okay. You, yeah. you speak a Malingo. She yeah. said, are you on Spotify? And Kate blinked at her. And I went, yes, yes, we are on Spotify. <laughs> Thanks, Chloe. I think she's going to be introduced to the world of Neighbours because of that. What a sweetheart. And as beautiful as Chloe from Neighbours as well. Mm-hmm. And, well, of course, we are officially in Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Oh, also, the proprietor of the Tram Cafe, there's no dodgy rupees here. Because what did he give you, CJ? Um, he came up and said, does anyone want a free muffin? And I said, yes. Speaking our language, sir. Yeah. And I'm meant to be keto, so apparently... I'm not that strong. Um, so is Levi, and he tucked into a dessert pizza, mate. So, but it's so it's an orange poppy seed muffin. Yeah. I just want to hope that it's not opium poppy seeds in it. <laughs> Oops, just picked it from the side of the road. Just picked up some poppies. Oh, you never Afghanistan. Know. It'll be a fun drive home. <laughs> also, uh, thank you to the young man who I begged for a can of his Pepsi Max. Uh, just the barbecuing group of friends near this Triumph Cafe. I ran up to him and I cleaned my wallet out of its coins and I proffered him 
five dollars of jingling coins. I said, can I please have a can of your drink, sir? Please, sir. And he he was benevolent on me and just gave it to me for free. And I, That's sweet. That's lovely. So I hope someone did. Near, did near you the tell train, him we were doing a podcast? I I, I was too ashamed. <laughs> I didn't need that pity listen. I'll take Chloe's listenership. Now, to commemorate 200 episodes, I will be releasing the bum cake photo, probably at time of record, uh, so you will have seen it by now. Um, and I'll put a few extra uh, deleted options up on Patreon <laughs> to people to enjoy. I'm a patron. Yeah. So I will be able to see this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're doing business with you. Now we're going to do a little shallow dive across the week, um, starting with a little deep, knee-deep wade through the January 26th episode, 2021. But first, shall we talk about the little spat that's going on between Chloe and Nicolette? Because I'm really, I'm delighting in this. What I'm really enjoying is the comeuppance that Nicolette is getting because Chloe has been very forgiving of her for the last few months. And Nicolette has this possessiveness over Chloe, like because she's in love with her. Mm. She thinks that Chloe owes her complete loyalty. Uh, Chloe, I think, is at the stage where she's just like, oh, Nicolette, you're just exhausting. Uh, I should mention as well, we are near the toilets. Does the 82 have a block of toilets? Near it? Oh, it's got a mushroom patch you can take a, a whiz on, I think. It's got a mushroom patch that will enforce that. Enforce numbers one and two. Yeah, it's like and three. It's like a colonic mushroom patch. <laughs> I f- feel like there's probably a long drop seat over Lasseter's Lake somewhere, wouldn't there be? There's a, a train line just over there. Oh. Um, I hope our international friends are enjoying the sounds of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a rustle of trees. I don't know, it's lovely. Actually, I love editing out outdoor pots because it sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand how Chloe's been able to put up with Nicolette just going, well, I'm in love with you, therefore I know what's best yeah. for you and therefore you have to listen to only me. It, it is weird because if it was a man in Nicolette's shoes, you'd be like, this guy's like Mark Brennan levels are toxic. <laughs> mm. Like just move on, mate. She's just not that into you. Yeah. So they make up, right? Also, Nicolette is playing the damsel in distress. Like, oh, this guy's after me. He's stalking me, Ricardo. So that Chloe will feel sorry for her because Chloe is a good person. Doesn't want to leave someone mm. if, distraught. If Nicolette wasn't pregnant with a baby, she would have been out in her ear. Mm. That's the thing. So it is interesting what transpires later in the week when Chloe's like, I'm out. I got to go. It's weird that the boys didn't go, actually, you're our sister, sister-in-law. You should stay. Nah, no, nah, they don't want to piss off the baby mama. True. The if, if there's a rift there, because she is legally the mother of their child. Yeah. Mm. And David knows that stress isn't good on a pregnancy, particularly one that's quite early like this. So Chloe's like, all right, well, everything's fine with us. We can be friends again, but no, 100% this time, no more secrets. I said no more secrets last time and you kept a secret. This time, really no more secrets. Although, is she really going to have said, Look, have you got a minute to sit down? Because I've got a few secrets from the <laughs> from the two weeks I've been here. So, and what does she tell her, CJ? So she says, "Okay, I need to tell you that I queued up you walking in on your husband and Dippy having the special time." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember Pippi and the floor show you got? Yeah, I was the director. <laughs> yeah. How could you be so cruel? You wouldn't have believed me if I told you. So it's my fault? No. You stood there while I cried on your shoulder. You acted shocked. I was being your friend. I don't think you know what a friend is. All those times Pierce warned me about you, I should have listened. 
Tell me, ladies, is there any reason she had to tell her this? Absolutely not. No, mate. Um, and if you are going to argue honesty and purity, then why didn't she tell her the full story? Which was, I broke and entered into the Lasseter's sex suite, the affair suite. Using Help. your ID card? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I stole from you and I uh, pocketed that bad boy and, I yeah, I put the diamonds into uh, my pocket and then I displayed them. On a canister. With the tea specials at Harold's. Yeah. I mean, she must be saving that secret for next week when she tells everyone all of her secrets yeah, again. She's like, this time. I need everything on the table. Right, okay. Yeah, so well, how, how did you get into the room in the first place? Oh, I stole from you. Yeah. <sighs> and I broke the law at your workplace. I mean, look, she has a point in that Chloe would just never have believed her saying that they're having an affair. She would go, none. My husband, with her, no. She could have also tested those waters out. <laughs> she could have just said and yeah. then, then done a special plan. No, but then they would have, like, not banged at all. Oh, yeah, true. She's on to us. This time Chloe really cracks it. She's going to Adelaide to visit baby Freddie Brennan, soon to be played by my son, I'm sure, because he's, you know, gigantor enough. He's eight months old, so he's probably ready to play a newborn. She's going to Adelaide and she says when she gets back, I'm moving all my stuff into 24. Good idea, Chloe. Also, I'm not sure that Chloe has to live in Adelaide. I'm watching her mother deteriorate. It's not necessarily the best, but also don't hang around to hang out with Nicolette. Like you yeah. really have limited time with your mother. And I'm sure there's a Lasseter's Adelaide. Yeah. Go work there. She could probably actually manage it. Like do the job she was doing in Melbourne in Adelaide. Yeah. She's trained now. Hit up um, bloody Pierce for one of his Coonawarra wineries. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, Lasseter's Barossa. I do enjoy that Chloe's going to do a little reno while she's away. She's organised some tradies to come in. Oh, so yeah. wonder- purge the, the, the Castle Grayson yeah. vibe. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what the design is there. You know what I want to happen? I want her to move back in, Carl and Susan to just be like, we've had enough of Hendrix. Yep. So Hendrix goes back to live with Chloe. And then there's another boy that's out on the outs at the moment. I can't remember who it is. Brent. Though. Brent, oh, yes. Yeah, Brent and DiCaprio, the great return. Oh, I don't he know. Can move after... in too, and it's just like Chloe's home for lost boys. Yeah, no, I don't trust Brent. <laughs> like <laughs> after like he was like creepy with um, Harlow. Yeah, he's a sex pest. Yeah. He's no good. Yeah. I do. I don't wish any ill will towards him. I don't want him to get back on the straight and narrow. I just don't need it to happen in my cul-de-sac. Yeah, fair enough. Especially, and we'll get to it, with the diversity that we would like on the street. I don't think Brent helps, you know, manage those quotas. Well, maybe when Jay gets his remand approved, he can live there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, and yeah, Hendrix is in the the shit, we find out at the end of the week, didn't we? He's heard back about his case. Oh, right, Toadie. That's why he's in the shit. Yeah. yeah. If only Dad had paid for, like, I don't know, a QC or something. Yeah. Why isn't he – like, I understand him wanting to get his son to be independent and get a part-time job at the burger shop or, like, whatever, but why isn't he paying for a better lawyer? Yes, yeah. you are a total crackhead. So he gets a call from Toady. We hear one side of the conversation and basically it's, oh, I'm being charged. Oh, but I gave them the information. No, nobody cares, Hendrix. You're being charged. You nicked a gun with the intention of using it. You should be charged for just being terrible at cards. Yeah. It's just, that's the crime. I mean, if you like, if Toadie was a half-decent lawyer, he would have said, I'll stop you right here. I think surely you took the gun with so he wouldn't shoot you with it. Yes. yes. Maybe don't ring up the cops and go, look, he took it cause. I think it's just because he took a lady's gun. He took Franny Fisher's gun, <laughs> <laughs> which was no threat to anyone. She's just out there solving vigilante crimes. 
Yeah. So um, really, really, there's criminals now not being. Um. <laughs> um so back on the shit bags, we, since we're there, we'll need to cover off the great return of Brentonato DiCaprio, who's been squatting in the dugout. We had stalker cam for a while. We thought it was um, creepy Ricardo, but it was um, an unkempt youth. Hey, buddies, big brother, big buddy. He, he buddy, buddy club essentially. Mm. He is down on his luck. He's been kicked out of his accommodation, and he has not showered. Or eaten. He's been dossing down with Doug's ghost. And probably putting away a bit of the homebrew back there. Oh, something's got to keep you warm at night. <laughs> yeah. Good calories. Yeah. And, you know, if you haven't eaten, that'll bump you up. What I didn't get with when they actually discovered him, they opened the door to find him rather than peering through the big servery and going, what's in there? I do like that they they put the, the vulnerable women, David and Aaron were like, okay, vulnerable women, into the house you go. Us big boys, big strong men got this. Yeah, but Aaron, though, I look at him and I think he'd probably be able to come out best in most fights. Except he's... All that arm work with the ropes. But he strolled so casually towards that hut. (laughs) My feeling, and I shouldn't shouldn't generalise, but my feeling is Aaron definitely has the muscles. He has the strength. Mm -hmm. But I don't imagine he has the street attitude. Of a, of a good punch. And David, he should have gone inside. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Nicolette just proved herself um, at the down at the docks when she was rescuing Harlow and she said all a guy, all of a guy's vulnerable bits are dangling on the outside. Yeah. She's right to go. It should have been Nick but, and Aaron. But it was David who actually stopped him as well. So maybe David was like forced through his childhood to do some martial arts or something. Actually, Kate, who, who really stopped him? Oh, outside. Uh, Coyle caught the... Uh, the ne'er-do-well out in the street and then kept doing ru- a runner kept roughing him up after he'd handed mm. him over it's like he's a young child that has an eaten do you want to come down to my tram and have some pies we've got a lot of leftovers <laughs> not um, kangaroo don't bring them up oh god nobody mentioned the war <laughs> then there's a whole lot of where's everyone gonna leave i am very intrigued i do enjoy when there's a bit of um musical chairs on ramsey street so we don't know how it's all going to settle at number 24 when Chloe's back. We don't know now at the Branaka house if they're going to take in the strays or mm. like – so that would be a fun little um, fruit salad of people. You've got the um, senior English teacher, assistant principal at Erinsborough High. You've got her uh, pregnant lesbian daughter, mm. adult daughter. You've got the Gabers and then who are expecting a baby with Nicolette and then you've got – some blow-ins from Summer Bay Caravan Park, mm. Brentonado and a little buddy. So Brent does a runner after they go, oh, we'll just hang around for a bit. And he's like, oh, nuts, see ya. Um, and so they're trying to track him down. And Nicolette guilted Paul into using my favourite recurring character, John Wong, yeah, the- who, who can never do wrong. And we find out he's got, it's a family business because they, they said, hey, Dad, have you called the Wongs? <laughs> It's not not just John. He's got like his brother or his Mm. sister in on it. Oh, the detective. The Wong's are always right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And Paul was really dragging his feet because Nicolette was like twisting the knife and going, yeah, Paul, can't you solve this very quickly? John Wong ain't cheap. (laughs) But Paul's got a soft spot for Little Buddy. Oh, yeah, he does. That's really sweet. And that made me think, oh, hang on. What if Little Buddy moves in with Paul and Trey? Because initially I thought they were going to send Brentonado over to Paul, but they can't because that's where his victim is, Harlow. Yeah. And that's mm. why Paul hates him. Yeah. Fair enough. Finally, mm. my the anger is warranted. So the, what I did what did surprise me is then Jane filled Paul in on what Nicolette did with the um, reverse honey trap, the pippy trap. And 
Paul is outraged and disgusted. And I, and Nicolette caught up to me very quickly. I was like, Paul, she's singing from your hymn book. And that was put straight back on Paul saying, she's playing from your playbook, mate. The fact is, what Nicolette did was straight out of the Paul Robinson playbook. Oh, that's absurd. No, 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 what's absurd is you're starting yet another campaign against Nicolette. So if you wanted to start a war, you're not going to win. Paul used that affair to blackmail Pierce out of Lassiter's. Exactly. It's literally the same example. Paul, you don't shit where you eat. Mm. Paul uses blackmail for business affairs. (laughs) Not to upset the local people. And personal gain. Yes. I really do think Paul and Nick could just take on the world. And there was some talk lately about who's the mayor because Tycho's been in and out a lot lately. Mm. Who's mayor of Erinsborough? I think it's still um, mum of shitbag. What's her name? She was an old character. Your bigot? No. Oh, no, Sue. No, you, you think it's still nosy Sue Parker? Yeah. But I reckon um, Nicolette should be mayor. What else has she got going on? Till the baby comes. And then she could just really stick it to Paul. Don't you love also? Oh, Brent, uh, Brenton. I can't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's too many things you for me to say. You can just call him Brent. Brent. Brent is out of the system now, right? So you don't have to get approval for him to live there. And so Paul's argument is like, he's an adult. We don't need to worry about him. And everyone's like, yeah, but he's very vulnerable. <laughs> but he's also a shitbag. I I'm, wouldn't want him in my house. I don't know about fostering, but you definitely can't adopt when you're pregnant or trying for a child mm. um, because it's just not fair on everyone. Yeah. And so I can't imagine, I don't think you should be starting up a foster relationship while your baby mama's living there and she's yeah. pregnant and you're about to have a baby. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Emmett did take the news of the pregnancy pretty well, didn't he? You think he would have, might have been a little bit upset? He's like, oh, that's right. That's why they didn't want me, remember? They wanted their own baby. That's why I've gone to my aunt. It's a shame that um, Carl and Susan can't go, you know what? This Hendrix thing isn't working out too well for us. Can we have one of those other boys? <laughs> Can you give us Emmett? <laughs> oh, they could do some lovely things with Emmett. Oh, and Brent could just come over for occasional visits. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Hendrix, so Hendrix started back at school this week. That poor guy. Poor bastard. Like, get back, getting back in the blazer. Oh, His we, worst well, day. His lowest ebb. Yeah. One, the less recurring shitback character, Stephen Dennis's real yeah, son. Stephen Dennis's son. Just said, I can't believe what a loser you turned into. And then the graffiti. He wrote the word loser <laughs> on his locker. And Hen- that was Hendrix's last straw. Yeah. Like, that was it. He just... Flipped his lid and then flipped the rubbish bin. Wasn't very creative, was it? Loser. That's it. Can't he just go into like Swinburne and do his VCE there or something? I mean, yes. Somewhere where he's treated with an iota of dignity. Yeah, you can call teachers by their first name there. But at Erinsbury, you can live with them. (laughs) And they bring you your lunch. (laughs) Carl. (laughs) And Carl, he should have known that Seven Dennis' son was being menacing. Like if that was me dropping off my ward's lunch, I'd be like, you right there, mate? Mate, looking at you and you're calling someone a loser, jog on. <laughs> Imagine the three of us turning up to the hall. Oh, yeah. Cracking the knuckles. <laughs> Ready to get them, got the mama bear going. Have you seen how well this child dances? <laughs> He's not a loser. He'll backflip you on up, up the jaw. <laughs> Imagine Susan saying that to him. Why don't you do some dancing? That would be great. If only the Rocker Stedford was still around, Hendrix could sign up. Is the Rock of Stedford a casualty of COVID or did it get the ass before that point for being I, shit? I think it's a casualty of the 2010s. <laughs> if it hasn't been, yes, um, me too yet, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I mean, the lycra that went into it single-handedly has contributed to climate change. Yeah. Mm. 
Are you pumped for Clochella? Let us glamp your style at our five-star eco-tourist destination on Unnamed Island. Unfortunately, we're not taking any bookings for the rest of the year. No, we haven't gone viral. We're just closed for re-landscaping and until Forensics has given us the go-ahead. So sign up to our mailing list at graceandglobal.com because Clochella 2021 will be lit. Not literally though. Free welcome basket on arrival. I love Nicolette. I just, the gall of her when, so everyone is now dark on her, except people are picking and choosing what their hill to die on is. Mm. So doc, Dr. Knack is like, I can't believe you stole from a patient. You are dead to me. Aaron's like, she's fine. Then Chloe's like, she's fine. Then she goes plays cards. Uh, yeah, she played cards and didn't break a teenager's trust for 12 hours. Chloe's like, that was my ex-stepson. You're dead to me. And then I forgot what Aaron's. Oh, but yeah, Aaron was like, you put um, Harlow in danger. That's mm. my hill to die on. And now we're back on David and Aaron are fine. And now Chloe's like, I can't believe you broke up. You know, you didn't tell me about the affair. And then they're like, but Pierce still cheated on you. He's the bad guy. It's like that improv game, sit, stand, bend. Like on <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Like someone always has to be sitting. Someone always has to be standing. And someone always has to be leaning over. No one can all be on the same opinion. What? How must David be feeling? I'd be so shitty with Aaron for coercing me into having a baby with this absolute flake mm. who's every, like there's no good news coming out of the Nicolette situation no, is there even as she's saying okay sorry no more secrets immediately within the same breath she says to Paul um you better be nice to me because I can turn your son against you today and then starts doing it you know what I think this means that she's got a future either as a um celebrity journalist or an influencer she's always got a story yes always and the thing is is that I love Paul being disgusted at this because like no one around Paul believes that he's actually disgusted no and to rage is interesting around him lately he's really giving her the irrits it's like he's an annoying housemate she's like oh can you just move, like deal with this and move on like, I feel like Nicolette's becoming like an easy type figure where she'll just always have some villain angle going on. Mm. Which is very sad. Although it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's not sanitised. She hasn't got the redemption oh. arc yet. Well, she's not bordery. Exactly. Oh. We, we can all be thankful for that. Oh, yeah. So one of our listeners, Theo, reached out to... Oh, oh. you. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Deary me. <laughs> Definitely feel like there's someone close up. <laughs> Mate, no one else needed to toot their horn. <laughs> Bloody Thomas. Yeah. CJ? Um, so Theo reached out to talk about a couple of Neighbours related items to me on Instagram. What up? There's been a lot of situations where a baby storyline didn't work out on Neighbours. So how do we think this might actually play out? Yeah, it's a hard one to nut out because we don't want to go to the to the darkest depths of the earth. But baby baby Caitlin territory. Yeah, and we clearly they've not they've haven't discussed the other option, like let's end this prop plan now. What is the, the main neighbours trope though, when it comes to mothers? Oh, well, there was a, there was a club formed a few years back, a decade ago. The old Den Mums Club. Yeah, Zeke and um, – Oh, look, at the moment we've got Mackenzie, Harlow, Nell and Hugo all have dead mums. Right, you've got the four founding members. Wow. Not to speak of that. Why hasn't Hendrix's mother come to look after him? She's got a newborn mate. She's in Greece. Oh. No, no, no. Um, his daughter went to Greece with him. Oh, um, no, I thought the mum and baby went too. No, 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 no. Uh, Alana went with him. I think they were giving the mum a break. 
from yeah. newborn uh, I parenting. Mean, well, bloody hats off, Piers. <laughs> M- minimal effort parenting. <laughs> I'll just go on this luxury vacation. Also, like maybe you do. You know what gives mums a break? Taking their support structures away. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Alana was getting really good at mm. nappies. Yeah, and bath time. So. I still think we've mentioned it a few weeks ago, like in Bechdal expressed concern. Nicolette's the legal parent. I reckon she's going to take off with the baby and we just won't see them. They'll just be living in Canada or something. Yeah. Like where this all should have started. And that's why they shouldn't have done this. Mm. And every now and then they'll just get a postcard. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, the baby's turn one. Oh, and they'll be okay about it, do you reckon? And then they'll go again. They'll try and go another route. Or maybe um, it'll be like when Carl goes to visit um, What's-Her-Face. Oh, um, Holly. Holly. Ho, ho. Yeah, it'll be like David and Aaron would pop off to, you know, like when Lou went to Thailand, yeah. um, pop off to, to visit Maylene. Yeah. Go wherever and visit the child and they'll come back. It'll just be the way they have holidays every year. Yeah. Well, we've sorted that out. Put a line through that one. So I think what we're going to do is continue Shroomgate, the, ever, the evolution of B. Nielsen's prognosis. Do we even and- know if she's going to, like, last – through the next week. We don't. And they're so casual about it. Got a week to live, girl. <laughs> Dr. Kathy commented on Facebook about it. Yeah, and Ka- Dr. Kathy works in palliative care and she was not impressed with Carl's bedside manner there. Given up. I wonder how often Dr. Kathy comes across somebody that's eaten some mushrooms from out the back. <laughs> Sorry, it's curtains. <laughs> yeah, one week, love. Uh, you better go and get your affairs in order. And shout out to Dr. Kathy and to baby Madge. Because they started school this week. I know. Well, Dr. Kathy's already well, well finished her school <laughs> career. <laughs> so, I mean, lifelong learning. <laughs> son of Dr. Kathy. <laughs> I haven't had enough um, free Pepsi so from guys, the locals. When I first appeared on Neighbours, I was pregnant with baby Madge. Oh. And that was like six years ago. And 200 episodes. And now my baby's in school. What the hell? And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. And she's, I said to her today, I'm just going off to podcast. And she's like, what do you podcast about? Oh. And, I, and I said to her. What am I teaching you at that school in one said, day, Kate? I said, what do you reckon we podcast about? <laughs> and she goes, nothing bores. What? Nothing bores. She's learned some sass already. <laughs> wow. We can have that kind of humor on this podcast. So she better watch herself. She'll be recruited. I better watch myself. Yeah, yeah. She'll be recruited. Um, but yes, c- congrats. And uh, Dr. Kathy posted in the Neighbours Council that one of her gifts from the state government was a book about a pigeon, and that book's name is Gary. Mm. So I don't know what kind of deal Neighbours has struck up with the government. Yeah. I actually, when I worked in early childhood, when I worked at a charity that had early childhood and they gave me $50,000 to buy books to give to young children, so I imagine it's a similar program. Mm. So I guess someone's picked that book. Maybe there's a listener yeah, who's just... In the system. Yeah, there's probably a book about a tram. Mm. But we need to carve out some real estate here for a sensational episode that aired on Tuesday, the 26th of January, typically referred to as Australia Day, more commonly lately referred to as Invasion Day because that's what it is because, you know, it's the day that... um, The first fleece. Yeah, it marks the beginning of colonisation and not a positive time for the First Nations members of this oh, country. But if you're listening to our current Prime Minister, he, as he said, the people on the ships, they weren't having a great day either. They said that he wasn't, they weren't having a flash time. I don't know. Look, they'd been on the ships for, well, coming from England for four months at least, and then X amount of years before that point, 
I reckon they would have been pretty happy to get their feet on terra firma. Look, I don't know what it's like to be arrested for stealing a loaf of bread, but I have been on a cruise ship. And when you dock somewhere, it's exciting. <laughs> Did you have toilets on your ship as well? Yes. I mean, yeah. I, knowing what we now know about cruise ships and what can go around yeah. them, if somebody died when I was on the cruise ship, they had to airlift them out. Gosh. Yeah. But I'm sure that happened a bit on those ships. But, but probably no airlifts. But also a lot of them are, um, you know, probably friends of Dr. Kathy. Like they're, they're, they're on their last innings and they want to have a one hurrah. Yeah, but they're probably like, holy crap. There's land. Yeah. This is very exciting. We've so, been on a boat for 100 years. You're going to name some streets after me. Yeah. So, yeah. Scummo, don't trivialise this. It's not a great day for all Australians. Yes. Look, Scummo, you're next, mate. You're he, Trump, Trump out, Scummo out. He shouldn't be allowed to talk unless somebody's briefed him. So, <laughs> that's kind to, of the situation. He needs to hit up the empathy coach for a few more sessions. Oh. So, now I was jumping into the neighbours hashtag on Twitter mm. to have a look to see if there was some commentary and I clicked on like, you know, most popular instead of most recent, and I think my own tweets came up. Oh, not from any algorithm, just because I think it shows you your own. And two That's years nice ag- of Twitter, yeah. you're like, you know what? Who's important to you? You. you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Twitter. Thanks for everything. Um, I two years ago was up on my soapbox, furious that neighbours had not addressed Invasion Day appropriately. A couple of years ago, I think they were having backyard barbecues. And I was like, um, where are the protest marches? Mm. Where's Susan organising a rally at the school? You know, what's happening? Yeah, previous to that point, they'd had um, Maine Wyatt on playing Nate. And I remember during his time on Neighbours, they didn't celebrate Australia Day on the street, which is something normal for the street. They miss public holidays all the time. They didn't mm. mention New Year's. They didn't do something for the cup once the cup started getting on the nose as yeah, well. Yeah, they can pick and choose the storylines they want to um, focus on. Yeah. they don't Because they don't mark every character's birthday every year. No. When they turn 35, they might. But Also, uh, in Australia at least, public holidays can often only be about the state that you're in. Sure. And they're definitely not about, like, you know, England's public holidays, for instance. The bank holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to celebrate all the Australian holidays when your audience is international mm-hmm. either. And last year I think there was a passing mention to mm. – Oh, something about the change the day. It was you blink and you miss it. There was one sentence about it. it and was, this is this is a movement that's been building for years now. Yeah. Mm. And because the, the zeitgeist in Australia has definitely changed in the last five to ten years where, you know, probably 2000 and earlier there was a lot more national pride but now it's kind of turned into to, to put in kind of a context for the English well, – for the UK listeners here, it's probably – got more of a, a Brexit vibe to it here. The yeah. people who celebrate Australia Day are kind of more the... It's cultural cringe. Yes. And mm. also since there's been the Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, like there's a lot mm. more um, emphasis on marginalised voices and like actually Maine Wyatt did an incredible monologue on... Um, it was Q&A, Q&A yeah. a couple of years ago. I'm sure we shared it on our page. There have been a lot of comedy shows have aired a lot of Indigenous voices uh, perspectives and done a lot of like, oh, there's an awesome song called January 26 by AB Original by Briggs with Dan Sultan rapping about what, what the significance of the date is. And actually Maine Wyatt did a series of tweets on Tuesday about his perspective and um, we'll share that in – some cockatoos flying we'll, sh- past. we'll share that on Twitter and in Facebook. Because yeah. he's, he's leaning more towards abolish the date, which is another aspect of the movement as well. Like, well, why do we even mm-hmm. – we don't need to shine a light on Australia as a new nation. Yes. It should be a 
there should be other issues that we should be focused on mm. instead. And what a refreshing change to see neighbours lean into the change. The carrots, not cockatoos, mate. This is local fauna. I love that they're like they're talking about Australia Day. Let's be Australian birds. <laughs> um, they're as white as they come, those birds. So what I liked about it was that they went into the narrative of the debate. So they actually had characters thinking about what their point of view on it was. And what their point of view previously was Mm. and the evolution of it. And I also enjoyed that they brought back this recurring character in Jacinta May, the Mm counsellor, who we thought had been killed off with food poisoning. But Mm. she was back. I was proud to see her again. And shout out Moriel Spearham played Jacinta. Hopefully we'll keep seeing her. I liked seeing her team up with Mackenzie too, that she's mentoring her at the council. That is actually really cute, isn't it? Because that's what Mackenzie's role at the council should be, like being mentored because she's a child. Like I know that she's actually an adult, but, you know, emotionally she's a child. Um, I wouldn't want her doing any actual checks in organisations. So I saw in the credits of the episode that they neighbours had a story consultant and cultural advisor, Sharina Clanton, and also an elder and traditional custodian, Auntie Diane Kerr. And we we should also acknowledge we podcast on Wurundjeri Country, just as Tarage later did. Did you notice the name of the football ground that we're beside? It's the Mangrook football ground. Oh, which is the Aboriginal word football. Well, one of the Aboriginal yep, terms Yeah, the, the local term for yeah. it. Sharina sounds familiar. She's an actor as well, I think. Oh, she played Doreen on Wentworth. Oh, yes. Excellent. Excellent. I'm loving all these actors getting COVID pivots. Yeah. Oh, because later in the week on Friday's episode in the full credits, guess who is the neighbour's nurse? I couldn't possibly. Nicolette? <laughs> Sally Ann Upton. Oh, this is Vera Punt. Oh, just, that's fantastic. Harness all your skills. Can we get her on every week now we know she's on set? Hendrix, you need a couple of skills under your belt mm. so that when something hits, you can just steer off, veer mm. off and be a set nurse. So are we thinking she was a nurse? in a previous life and has just, you know, someone cut their knee and she's like, oh, I, I can do that. <laughs> Somebody got pitched into the um, Lassiter's pool. Actually, nurse would be a delightful job for Hendrix, don't you think? Yeah. He'd have, del- yes. he'd have superb bedside manner. He would be not telling B she had a week to live just off the cuff. He's kind of got a physio look about him though as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But except that I think he's, he doesn't have the smarts <laughs> to do any of those things though. I think mm, he, no. whatever he'll be doing will be, won't be university level. Maybe he could be like a massage therapist. Yeah, and maybe, day, maybe I can book it. Day spas right there. Maybe he can do grief massage over at the oh, motelness. Okay. Um, so see that for him. It kicks off because Tycho throws Tarage in it. Like he overhears Tarage and Paul tooting their own horns over Lassiter's reaction to change the date. So when he overhears it, did Tarage say she changed her mind, or is that no. just something he knows about her? Because he well he runs the West Waratah Star, mm. so he could just do a quick Google search in their archives and find the story of her tooting her her making the statement that she was pro Australia Day and didn't want to take that celebration away from the Bogans certain, who, certain, yeah. who, who the Bogan community, yeah, the Bogan Australians, the Bogans who are paying for her rooms, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, sorry, side note. Bloody hell, I love Tim Collins. <laughs> God, he's great, even when he's a shitbag. Oh, did you see the video of him on the Neighbours official YouTube channel? Yeah, yeah. And they were showing the footage of him from 20 years ago. I'd, I'd forgotten. He's been a character years. there for 20 years. Wow. Well, he has promised me, Ben Anderson has promised me, well, he said he would do it. He would do Neighbours. So You're I'm holding pro- him to this promise yes. of at least five years ago. Yeah. 
it was two years ago, but I've got to get on it now. Maybe now's and the time. And actually, he's popping up a bit. He was on Skid House with friend of the pod, Michael Chamberlain. So now he unearths this article. And finds out that Therese, you know, mentions that she is pro-Bogan. And in, in some like PR uh, It was maneuver. a press release. Yeah. 100%. Mm. And I, I think it's actually probably not an unwise move for him to have done that because how many organisations two, three years ago would have done that? Yeah. yeah. And so he's called her a hypocrite. I feel like we're in the post-truth era anyway. Though, like, if you look at politicians around the world, they can do all manner of terrible actual acts and, um, yeah, then we can just forget about it. I'm surprised Therese didn't issue a statement on the Notes app on her phone on Instagram, you know, like a, mm. a celebrity apology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the screenshot <laughs> yeah. of the Notes app. I've got too many words for a caption. Um, <laughs> so it is actually – I don't know if this is what you were saying with your fancy language, Kate, but um, we are in a point where you can say, I was wrong three years ago, mm. which is interesting because I don't think three years ago we were in a point where you could have said that yeah. without having the repercussions of being a hypocrite. And I really like that because I don't think I've ever come out and said I'm pro-Australia Day, but I definitely have the, the I feel feelings. like you, you've been on a, an Australian flag floaty in the shape of a thong, flip-flop. Have I? I don't know. I, look, I've been to an Australia Day barbecue. I've yeah. been to Hottest yeah. 100 parties. And, yeah. and the Hottest 100, friend of the pod, David James Young, has a podcast about mm -hmm. our annual Australian music countdown. Triple J moved that date. Yeah. yeah. It was on Australia Day. They moved it to a the 25th. A few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. hard. It's not hard. Just do it. It's a bit of admin. Off you go. Totally. And But I, I really enjoyed this storyline because it is difficult to lean into that idea of changing your mind and not being a hypocrite. Mm. It's bad. I can see. I just saw a bunny down in the, the... Oh, really? Mm. That's a fucking minor bird. Is that like the birds that lived at my house? Oh, it's that guy. I think oh. that's the one that sees the hawthorn. <laughs> I wish I'd captured that. Can you, can you no, I'm not that? doing it again. No. <laughs> God damn it. I just charged a bird. Again, it's just the most Aussie thing you could have done at that point. <laughs> oh, ran most, at some birds. The most Aussie thing I could have done is actually just picked up my the thongs I'm wearing and thrown one at them. <laughs> so now, that, speaking of the youth that helped us use our phones earlier, um, Harlow is the one that's trawling the hashtag and commending to rage on being pro-change the date and they're all being smug and then she's like, oh, oh the tide's turned and... Um, people are, one person cancelled their booking and Therese is like, I've got to get ahead of this and enlists Harlow to help her record a video message. Where's that Where's that efficient publicist they had a few weeks ago when she was going to photograph Amy with the new uniform? Yeah, like if you need a pub publicist, now's the day. Yeah. It's not when you're making new uniforms. No one cares about mm -hmm. any new, new uniform. Yeah, Literally no one cares. No. What, what? Who would give a flying whatever? Yeah. And surely Natalie or whatever her name was is on staff full time at the yeah. hotel. All you, um, yes, they have marketing and PR people. It's an international hotel chain. Yeah. Give your agency a call that you always deal mm. with. But not the maid. Yeah. But no one cares about the uniforms. Like I can't, when, the only time you care about uniforms is if someone cool made them. Yes. Like when you're like, oh, it's the Kate Spade range at this yeah. hotel or whatever. Mm. But it's not. It's Amy. No. <laughs> you know what would have been great if it was an Indigenous designer? I was oh, going to say, man, or yes. if it was Donna Friedman. But that, in, yeah. yours is better, CJ. Yours is much better. Yeah. So now Therese has a book, a, a meeting with Jacinta from the council who is of uh, Indigenous background 
and she is not impressed. It was over five years ago. My opinions on the issue have changed. That doesn't erase what you said back then. We, as First Nation people, see this as a day that signifies invasion, mass genocide and enslavement, a day of mourning. Now, you can celebrate your own nationalism, but when that nationalism is built on the blood of my people... As I said, that's not how I feel now. (laughs) Am I here as some token ethic? No, of of course not. I would appreciate if you would listen to what I'm saying, not what you were fearful of me saying. And that's not, sorry, it's not Mm. enough. Factions. So then she makes this video speech and then discards her written prepared statement, which was... Paul's got Toadie down there to check check over the legal side of things. Thanks, guys. It's interesting that she threw her notes away right after she read out the acknowledgement of country because that's actually very important, that Mm. little detail. She shouldn't just go, ugh sick of reading these pre-prepared words. I'm like, no, that's that's important to acknowledge the land that you're standing on. Um, oh, no, but she wasn't talking about that. She, was, she, she wasn't talking about the acknowledgement. She was talking about the speech that was about to come. I know, but it was very weird. They should have had a couple more lines and then she throws away the iPad. Mm-hmm. She should have been like, and I'm sorry about that. Look, I'm sick. These are my real feelings. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and if anyone's interested in the acknowledgement of country, I actually listened to a podcast today called Our Place by Miff Warhurst and the episode Welcome to Country. It discusses Welcome to Country and also acknowledgement of country as well. So if you're looking, wanting to know more about the history of that and why it's an important thing to do. It was my job, my son's job at the Christmas concert oh, last year. That's adorable. Um, I did also enjoy the, the fact that they ran straight to Jacinta with the laptop and made her watch it. I know, that was, that was like cringe. It was a bit cringy, but I thought it was right on spec yeah. for the way they would behave. Yes. Um, she, should have point, she should have used that as a teachable moment, go, I'm really glad you did this, guys, but it's not actually. So how many Aboriginal people do you have working on your staff? Yes, and it, is it our job to come and pat you on the back after you do something yeah. decent? <laughs> also, I've got other things in my day. <laughs> I'm, I'm still feeling the ill effects of my poisoning. She's got to go buy like eight new outfits because yeah. none of her clothes fit anymore. Oh, but excellent moment. My words caused hurt and anger to those of whom today's date is not one for celebration. And for that, I unreservedly apologise. I know better now and I will do better. But also how, how any watcher of Neighbours, as you mentioned, they are with your tweets from years ago, how would anyone who watches Neighbours that isn't actually in Australia know mm. about this? Because the way it's been portrayed has been pretty minor. Change the date campaign yeah. has been pretty minor in play, play cricket on the street and have a barbie, mate. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I would have loved if they'd brought in Coyle. They couldn't because he's involved in Shroomgate. If he's like, I just went over barbie and a hit of cricket in the front yard mm. and they're like, it's not about you, I'm Coyle. Gonna, I'm going to put my Aussie flag up. And Jacinta could have been like, well, I can eat your poison sausages another day. Mm. Sunny Jim. One thing I loved about it is that Therese genuinely changed her mind. Mm. And genuinely, you know, she had her genuine speech and all and of that. And thank goodness we didn't have to go through the process of her changing her mind. She changed it off screen. Years ago. Thank already you. changed it. But it wasn't a tokenistic one from Paul. Yeah. It was a real one. And if it had been almost anyone else on the show, I would have felt odd about it. Mm. But she was perfect. And it came from like a marketing perspective. It was all about the brand. And then go, and she went, no, actually, this is more important. Mm. Wonderful. Loved it. Excited. Can't wait to see what they do with Cup Day this year since the standard's been set. Also, quick question, guys. Did you say one person cancelled their booking? Yeah. Yeah. 
how often have you looked into the political leanings of the general manager of a hotel that you're staying at? <laughs> I'd, I'd just be more concerned that there were, like, it was a COVID hotel. Yeah, or like COVID hotel or sex uh, the, cameras. Yes, yeah, sex cameras. Uh, it was, and it would have been someone local because they would have seen the West Waratah star. Yeah. So what are they doing going from, it would have been a, a philanderer because they're yeah. like coming for the day rates over at Lasseter's. Oh, you know, you know, who actually cancelled their booking, old mate, um, is it Kane? Oh, oh, yeah, he's not going to have his game <laughs> yeah, here anymore. Fight Club Kane. All right, one thing left to discuss because we'll catch up on Shroomgate another day. I think maybe like B could die next week. We'll yeah. talk about we'll it talk next about week. it then yeah. when it's relevant. Hmm. Um, Someone's going to need a new kidney. <laughs> and there's not many of them to hand out Any unless Paul. And Carl's not going to be buying one. Can we get Ellie to express post one? She's busy that week. <laughs> we need to do citizen or citizen of the week. I mean, CJ. I'm going to give it to Therese Citizen for changing her mind and eloquently addressing that one could do that. Hashtag change the day and also hashtag change your mind. It's not that hard. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it a citizen to Sheila. We, we didn't oh. discuss this, but um, Sheila found Jane's lost key that was to Clive's house. For his maiden hair fern watering. <laughs> Um, sounds like he needs a self-watering posh, to be honest. But, um, yeah, and she gave it back to Jane in the most tactful manner, which was to hand it over to Paul and for Paul to say he found it. And we got – I gave a call to Bags. Love it when she slyly calls him Bags. And I love a, I love a scene where it's not pitting women against each other. Mm. It's going, you had an awkward thing to do and I made it a bit nicer for you. And also um, they have a lovely moment where she says, this is your key now. Oh, she's moved on. That was Bless nice. Her. I'm relieved. That's, that was a good moment. I want to give Citizen of the Week to Chloe Brennan for giving Nicolette a piece of her mind because I'm sick of Nicolette manipulating her, emotionally manipulating her and having this claim on her. No, she wants to go to Adelaide and see her nephew. She's gone the train. <laughs> on the overlander. <laughs> and when she comes back, who knows where people are living? They're probably oh, renting what, out the dugout. What's her style going to be in that new house? I'm seeing a bit of like um, it's going to be all kind of an all-white space, kind of minimalist chic. I, do you think she's going to have like um, one of those farmhouse sinks? Oh, yeah. With eat on the No, no, no. I wall. think it's going very um, minimalist, glossy. Yeah. No daggy pictures on the walls. I love No panelling. I love that Chloe Brennan would possibly be the only person who can just be like popping off to South Australia for the week. I'm not going to have any problems with the tradesmen that I've organised. <laughs> They'll just be there. Everything will be fine. Well, because imagine what she's paying them. She's mm. not even skimping at all. They're like, we'll do whatever you want, love. I love that it was just an afterthought to mention that the tradies were coming in rather than just heading off to Adelaide and then your brother notices there's strange people going into your house. <laughs> and it and says, uh, yeah, what's this about? They started with poker. Well, happy 200th, gals. Amazing. Good to have the pod squad back together. For it. So lovely. Uh, have a look on patreon.com slash neighbourspod and uh, Neighbours Council on Facebook for for the bum cake photo reveals. And if you subscribe now, you can probably see it, right? Yeah, I'll it have – I mean, I'm going to have one main one that's yeah. public and then a few sneaky ones that didn't make the cut that you can enjoy. Oh, no, I meant like I'm a marketer. Rush, sign up to Patreon. Yes, I'm. See Vaya on a cake. Ugh, I just <laughs> treat yourself. You don't even have to pay for the whole cake shop. Now you can just subscribe at Carl <laughs> level. 
Uh, and then we'll think, I'll have to think of something else I put up at 100 because I've still got the $100 tier there. I might have to sit on another cake if I don't take it down before this goes to air. Mm. So think about what you want me to do for 100 bucks. All right, I will. <laughs> or maybe I'll have to read that um, that horrible Nicola Charles memoir. <laughs> oh, cannot wait. Follow Kate on Twitter. I'm at Remude. CJ on Instagram. CJ the Hot Mess Mom. Oh, and we might debut our TikTok because I've got some videos we can put up from the tram. Sounds very exciting. Stay safe. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. You can come and waste your flag. It don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. I said celebrate the heretic. Anytime outside Jan 26. That's the day for them suckers doing that sucker shit. That's that land taking, flag waving attitude. Got this new captain cook dance to show you how to move. How you want to raise a flag with a rifle that make us want to celebrate anything but survival? Nah, you watching telly for the bachelor but wouldn't read a book about a fuckload of massacres? I remember all the blood of my characters. They remember 20 recipes for lamingtons. Yeah, their ancestors got a boat ride. Both minds saw them coming until they Fuck celebrating days made of misery. Why I still got the black history? And that turtle gets you banned from the parliament. If you ain't having a conversation, well then we starting it.